You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perf. Now let's get to it. What is up, my inbox besties, besties? Kate here, and we are technically in between seasons right now. We're in a brief hiatus, and we will definitely be back sometime in quarter four. I still don't have the exact first air date yet, so I don't want to tell you something and then not being able to deliver. But I figured that in between our seasons that we could have some bonus episodes randomly come out. And this one is actually really special because it is actually a podcast takeover with my business mentor, Amy Landino, formerly Amy Schmidthauer, before she got married. So if you guys have been around the interwebs for a while, chances are you have heard of Amy. She was started off as a social media slash YouTube sensation, in my opinion. And she still definitely is both of those things, but she has really switched her direction to helping you go after the life that you want. She talks about productivity, ways that you can stay focused, especially when things are chaotic and so much more. So we are actually going to be airing one of her episodes of Detail Therapy, which is her weekly podcast that she has. And we're going to be airing it right here on this stream. So we decided when we were going back and forth about doing this podcast takeover about what episode to do. And she's like, well, the name of the show is Inbox Besties. So why don't we flip the script and actually talk about how to handle people's own inboxes? And I was like, Amy, this is why you are so super smart. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and say Amy. But if you are looking for more Kate in your life, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you follow me on Instagram, Kate underscore Doster, especially keep an eye out on my stories. Well, yes, I do post a lot of my powerlifting stuff on there. We definitely do Tuesday and sometimes even Friday weekly Q and A's. So if there's something that you'd really like to get my opinion on, to have me riff on, and you're just really missing inbox besties, (laughs) you just need me to tell you what I think about things definitely be checking out those Instagram stories. And again, I would love it if you were listening to this bonus episode and you tag me and Amy as well. I'll be putting her handle and her details therapy podcast handles down below here, along with the show notes from this original episode. And actually DM me, Kate underscore Doster, and let me know what you think of this podcast takeover premise, because there might be a couple of other online friends that we can have take over this feed a couple of times. So that way you're not just missing your inbox besties. And I'll see y'all next time. Good morning. Good life. Welcome back to detail therapy. In this episode, episode 150, we're getting into the details about the magical boundary of an out of office email. And even when you're out of office, it might be something you can leverage. I'm going to share what I do to set boundaries for my time with something as simple as an out of office automatic email. I don't just turn it on when I'm out. I'm out of office 100% of the time, according to my email. So I want to talk through that tip, what it means, why it's helpful, and why it might surprise you if you're already saying, oh, I can't do that because you might be able to, and it might be the best thing you ever do. Before we get into it, hello, my name is Amy Landino and I will be your host. I'm the founder of Gatlu, which stands for Go After the Life You Want. And we create a ton of resources for ambitious professionals ready to unleash their power, get unstuck, and create a life of their 
dreams. Um, not only do we have videos, uh, books, all kinds of other resources over on gatlu.com, but if you visit, you'll find the show notes for this podcast. And if you love podcasts, you might jump into Shine Squad, which is our premium community, and you will get a daily motivational podcast every day when you do join. And fun tip that daily podcast is direct inspiration from my upcoming book, which is a really, really fun thing that I get to share it with people before it's even out. Check that out. It's all at gatlu.com, G-A-T-L-U-W.com. If you're tuning in right now, I'm going to ask you to do the screenshot challenge, challenge with a G at the end. Take a screenshot of this podcast right now. You can either share it to social media and tag me at Schmitastic, or you can just DM me, whatever, and let me know the answer to this question. Do you struggle with time management when it comes to your email inbox? And if you answer no, then you may not even need this podcast. But if you answer yes, then you're like many of us, right? I mean, let's be honest. It's so easy to jump into your inbox. It's a reflex. There's always something that could be happening there. So we make excuses and we go and we check and we check and we check and we reply and we ignore and then we simmer on what we are ignoring and think about it too much and we get distracted from what we should be focused on. It's a whole thing, right? Well, I started doing something a couple of years ago because I had continued to tell myself, even after I heard this tip, that I couldn't do it. And then I decided when I read it again that I could do it if I tried. And if it was a massive failure, it was a massive failure. But I tried it and I have not stopped in going on three years. Here is the deal. So you may have heard of the book. You guys know I love a good book. I love to recommend a good book. I'm reading all the time. I read a lot of nonfiction, a lot of self-development. I can't take everyone's tips, but I do need to hear the right tips at the right time. Don't you? Definitely. And this is a great example of that. The 4-Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. I read this book. This is probably the first self-development book I ever read, actually. That's a very strong possibility. And we're talking, what was that? 20, I don't know. Gosh, I don't remember when this book came out, but I want to say sometime around 2008 or maybe earlier, 2007. I can't remember. Maybe, maybe not. But anyway, it was a long time ago. It was definitely before I had a business. It was definitely before I was a time management person. I had a regular job, just doing regular things, living in a regular apartment, just living life right? And this book looked so sexy on the shelf, okay? This is why it was a bestseller, right? It's sitting on the shelf and you're like, uh, the four-hour work week? What? Like at the time, the word side hustle was not floating around. Um, Freelance was barely in in a mainstream capacity being said. And uh, we all just had regular jobs and went to regular colleges and were thinking we had to live regular lives. And I pick up this book and it just blew my mind. And I still told myself, wow, what a cool life this guy has. (laughs) What a big chance this guy took. And I told myself a lot about how I couldn't do most of it, right? As many of us try to um, do when we think we're being realistic, reading self-development or hearing tips, um, but actually are kind of restricting ourselves from thinking bigger. And so I read this tip for the first time then. And then I read it again during, was it during 
the pandemic or might've been before that. And I was like, wow, how have I not been doing this? I knew this and I've not been doing this. So Tim talked a lot about when he needed to leave his business for a little while because he was just fried and things he had to do to just completely check out. And one of the things he does to completely check out is not check his email. Um, And I think we're all thinking, oh my gosh, if I didn't check my work email, what? Oh my gosh. Or even my personal email. These days we get a lot of, you know, bills are digital now. Like we think a lot about our email because it has a lot of information for us, but let's just focus on work email. Consider the idea of I'm going to abandon my email. We usually only do this when? When we're on vacation, which is why we have the out of office autoresponder. And we go into our email and we set up the out of office and we craft it perfectly to let people know that even though we are stepping away from work, that we are exhaustively still thinking of all the requests that are probably going to come in during that time. And because we are forcing ourselves to not respond to them, we will diligently get back to them when we can on this exact date, when the flight has touched back down to our city and we are back at work. You know what I'm saying? It's amazing how (laughs) we overthink even the out of office email. Like how do we reassure the whole world that we are on top of things and we'll report back? Okay. So we know it exists. We probably use it the one or two times a year that we use it or the days that we're out if, if you have to do it for holidays as well. And that's it. The end. Other than that, wide open door. You can email me anytime and I'll write you right back. And maybe you don't write people right back, but regardless, you're not using that autoresponder. In the book, Tim talks about having that automatic out of office email activated all the time and setting expectations for how you check email. Instead of allowing an outside opinion decide when you will check their email, and everyone has varying opinions on this, when is a reasonable time for you to get back to them, you are using this technology to set that expectation for them. So for instance, how you're probably doing things right now, you have a wide open inbox and either you have a boss or you have clients or you have uh, vendors or partners or whatever the case who email you and their sense of urgency is X amount of time. And so based on what they write in your email and that kind of urgency, they're expecting a response. And actually, I was just talking to a client in my mastermind about this, Amy Landino's Inner Circle, and that's actually what triggered the idea for this podcast. And she was saying, you know, I sent him an email and he didn't reply yet. And I'm finding it a little hard to believe that he didn't reply to me in 24 hours, um, but this is really urgent. I need him to reply to me because, you know, there's there's a deadline here. Totally understandable. There's a deadline, but it's her deadline, not the other person's. And just because you sent that email doesn't mean they received it, doesn't mean they're going to check it, and doesn't mean they're going to get back to you in that 24 hours, that arbitrary 24 hours that you've decided is appropriate. You may have somebody who expects far less time to pass before they reply, before you reply to their email. Maybe it's a boss. They sent you an email. You should reply within 20 minutes. You should reply within an hour. You should reply within whatever. There's always outside expectation. There's always this sense of urgency from someone else, and it's expected to become your emergency. What we're trying to do here is put a stop to that. We need to put a stop to 
you get to decide when I'm supposed to write you back. <laughs> like, it's crazy town. I'm going to decide. I'm going to decide when I'm going to write you back. So, but how would they know that unless we communicate it? And if you actually communicate it, you're doing them a service. You are not stiff arming them. You are doing them a service. And I think that's what Tim was talking about in this book. Tim's saying, hey, all you have to do is communicate it, use this technology to do that. And therefore, you're going to see that maybe those urgencies are not always there. And maybe there's more respect that comes your way because you are explaining how you do work. So let's start with the why. Why are we worrying about this technology? Why do we care about the out-of-office email? Whatever. Like We're talking about the why. If we want more time, if we want more boundaries, if we want more ability to say, I'm only going to focus on this when I'm focused on this, then that's what we're really getting set up to do here. So the most common advice that you tend to hear from time management people like me across the world, (laughs) they're all saying, hey, just only check your email once a day. Only check your email twice a day. Only check your email once a week. You name it. It's been said, right? And so you hear that advice and it sounds like a rule And for those of us who are totally addicted to rules and habits and love finding the bumpers that we need to stay within, we're like, okay, let me think about that. I'm going to only check my email once a day or twice a day. Then we start to have the rebuttals bubble up, right? Okay, I'm really only going to check it twice a day, but then what if something happens and I needed to know sooner? And well, okay, you're deciding someone else's urgency is your emergency every single time that happens. How many times does that happen that it's hypercritical in your world? Everyone's different. For most of us, probably not super duper 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 urgent. So could you check email twice a day and be effective? Absolutely. In most cases, the answer is yes. But that's beside the point. You hear that advice and you go, okay, yeah, I believe Amy. I believe whoever. And I believe that it's very possible that there's only two times a day that it is really effective for me to be in my email. And so you start with that rule. I'm only going to check email twice a day, but now I need to articulate that. I would like to over-communicate that to those people who email me because in the case that something is more urgent than that, I would like to give them another option or um, any anything else you can think of. I need to be able to communicate something if they need something more urgently or they just need to know something, Right. So that's what we're going to the autoresponder here for. I keep calling it an autoresponder. It's really an out-of-office email, the vacation email option. You guys know what I'm saying at this point. Okay, I'm going to go there and I'm going to turn on my out-of-office email. And what you're going to do based on what the four-hour work week talked about, based on the tip that I have been implementing in my email career for the last couple of years, I'm going to turn on out-of-office email indefinitely. And in that out-of-office email, it's going to have an automatic response that goes out where it would typically say I'm on vacation, it's going to say something to the effect of, I only check email twice a day, right? Okay. That's what we are writing here. Now I'm just going to go down the rabbit hole of this tip first, and then I'm going to tell you why you're going to be surprised to hear that this is something you could absolutely do and your imposter syndrome about it can stop bubbling up. Just just believe me, you're, you're going to like what I have to say. 
we're going to turn on that out of office email. And for you, just make sure you write it relevant to your situation. But I will go ahead and tell you what mine says. If you send an email to amy at amylandino.com, this is what you're going to get in response immediately. I'm going to read it to you. Good morning. Good life. Of course, because of course I start my emails like that. Due to deadlines and commitments, I check email only a couple of times per week. If your request is truly urgent and cannot wait a week, or you do not hear back from me after that length of time, please email my assistant, Hannah, and then I give the email address where you can reach her. If you want to know, it's hello at amylandino.com. Now, next paragraph says, inquiries for speaking engagements physical and digital events included, are encouraged to reach out directly to my agent at Vayner Speakers. And then I give my Vayner Speakers contact information. Excuse me, my agent's information. Cheers, Amy. And then my email signature linking to a bunch of stuff. So what happened here? This message is on 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Same email to everyone. I don't care how many times you've emailed me. You're going to get this message. And I'm saying two things. First of all, don't expect a response. (laughs) In most cases, don't expect a response because the nature of my business, I do not need to communicate with people via email unless I'm going through my assistant because she helps me keep everything organized. It is the, for the most part, the best for everyone. Do I reach out to people personally via email? Of course I do. Do I respond to them via email? Of course I do. They're still going to get this message from me. But if I initiated a conversation with them, they know I'm probably going to reply to them a little bit sooner than I'm saying here. And um, if I see an email that I do consider urgent and I really want to reply to it and they still get this auto response, then they're going to be pleasantly surprised when they hear from me much sooner than I'm insinuating in this email. But first and foremost, for anyone who cold emails me, they're going to get this response and they're going to be immediately given the boundary of, you are probably not going to hear from me. If you do, it's probably going to be my assistant. And we're also going to take a couple days to find out that we even need to email you. So set your expectations. However, if that doesn't work for you, go straight to the person that's going to expedite this for me. And that is my assistant, Hannah. Now, different tangent pro tip. If you do not have a Hannah, if you do not have an assistant, if you do not have a person who can vet this for you, but you're hoping to someday, I still recommend you do this. Because if you can start routing inquiries to an administrative email address, let's call it your hello at yourcompany.com, or give it a name. I always recommend using a name, especially when you're trying to pretend like you're a bit bigger than you are right now. That's totally fine. It's a good boundary to set. And it also sets up your future assistant for success that you are starting to route it, route this stuff to a place where they can log in and jump in. That's a tangent for a different day. Uh, but I'm giving them that place to go and they can do it right now. And my administrative assistant is probably going to reply in a much more timely manner than a couple times per week at best. So that's the first thing we're setting in, in, in the expectation here. The next thing I'm setting is if my assistant doesn't handle one thing, then let's take that middleman out. My assistant doesn't handle my speaking engagements from the inquiry stage and from the business, uh, you know, 
getting the business stage. That's all my agent. And for them, actually, my assistant doesn't do anything. My agent handles everything from travel to payment to everything. So it really makes no sense for somebody who's requesting my presence as a public speaker to even really bug my assistant because I can send them straight to the source. And that's going to be the peeps at Vayner Speakers. So I've got two resources that handle pretty much everything for me logistically in this response and everyone gets it. So everyone knows, hey, do we want to know Amy's shipping address? Do we want to know if she's going to be speaking in Oklahoma anytime soon? Like you name it, they can find out that information just based on what I gave them in this response email. I am providing them with a resource. I am not putting them out. Is it exciting to get an automatic email back from someone as soon as you just fired one off to them? No, we don't enjoy that because it's usually we're finding out they're on vacation. They're not finding that out here. The name of the email is capitals, please note, and then a, a hyphen. Forward your email to Hannah for support. So you're immediately finding out as soon as you send your email that you need to do something else with it. I love this because it gives me so much more flexibility to say, email is not my end-all be-all. Email does not need to consume my time on a daily basis if I don't want. Now, a lot of people are going to say, I can't do this. I can't do this. I have to keep my doors wide open when I'm working because that's the expectation that's been set of me. Okay, great. Why? Now, if you work for someone, if you are reporting to someone and your job is literally to report to someone, (laughs) then maybe that makes no sense that they get an out-of-office email from you when you are absolutely in the office articulating a boundary. Everyone's going to be different here. However, for many of you listening who own your own business or have a certain amount of flexibility within the work that you do, is the expectation that you're going to reply right away because that was set by accident? Really ask yourself that. Oh, well, if I do this and my clients get this, they're going to be all freaked out because they know that I usually reply the same day. And if they find out now I only check email a couple times a week, okay, great. It doesn't have to be a couple times a week. It can be a couple times a day. Why do you have to have your email open every second? How are you proving that you do great work for your clients if you're constantly being asked to be in a meeting with them, which is what I consider email? Like you're constantly being asked for attention. How can you get good work done? This is a really great step to start working into building those boundaries. Now, here is what I want you to know. There is a difference between setting up this out-of-office email and setting expectations with this email and what you actually do. For some of us, we need a time management guru to say, only check your email twice a day. You may need that in your life right now. You may need that advice in your life right now because you cannot stay focused. And if you need that advice in your life right now, then take that advice if it's good advice for you. But it's funny, this this popped up, like I said, with a client. The reason why it was an aha moment that I should do this podcast is this. Just because I wrote in this email that I only check email a couple times per week doesn't make it true. Okay. 
I am not having problems with focus. I don't sit in my email and wait and get distracted very often because it is not a priority to me. I have worked my focus muscle. I know when I got to get the podcast done and I'm not checking email right now and that's not a problem for me. I can go and do the task and stay focused until it's done. So if you don't need the advice to stay focused and get out of your email, then don't take it. But that doesn't mean that you can't put this in your out of office. Okay. So what I mean by this is if you want to articulate a boundary so that you are giving yourself the opportunity to look as though you're going above and beyond a plus, I have this written in my email that I only check email a couple times a week. I am telling you and the entire internet right now that that is a lie. Okay. (laughs) That is, I'm just going to be honest. Of course I check email once a day. Of course, sometimes more. Of course I do. Because every once in a while, like I kind of want to know what's going on. I got some good things going in. You know, sometimes I want to know where my Amazon packages are. They go to the same place. I have all my emails in the same place. Of course, I check email more often. But I am not going to let someone sit there and wait for a response from me because it is totally unrealistic that I'm going to prioritize every email that comes in just because I happen to go into my inbox. So I think people kind of get tripped up here that just because you have this email going out and just because you're starting to draw a line in the sand of saying, I'm only going to check email twice a day or whatever your rule is, that then your life is going to change. Actually, just learning how to set the boundary alone is going to change your life. You don't actually have to check email less. You don't. You just need to let people know that that is not something that should be an expectation And so this is a really strong way to do it. I do recommend it. Another way to do it is just don't respond to emails right away. We allow people to determine what the right amount of response rate is by instantly replying to emails all the time. It's okay. Take a beat. And you know what? Sometimes I do reply instantly to an email. If it comes in and I see it and I'm like, oh, I know I have an answer to that, period, send. But you need to continue to remain confident that you don't have to respond to somebody in the moment all the time. This is a very convoluted way of saying like, hey, just use this technology that's available to you because you are a grown up. You do good work. You have the ability to stay focused on that work. And sometimes that great work is not your email and we need to start to write that ship so that you don't have to feel like you have to be in it all the time. You do not prove you do great work by constantly being responsive in most cases. It's just true. It really is. If you listen to some of the greatest leaders that the business world has seen, they will tell you that they're not just sitting in their email all the time. They surely check it and they're looking for the important things, but not every email is important. They're replying to the important things and they are not replying to the unimportant things. They are letting someone else handle that. And I want you to level up in your business. You don't have to wait for the back end to be all set to start displaying that legitimacy. You don't have to have the assistant right this second to start building a system that would perceive an assistant to be there. You do not have to wait to say that you limit checking email until you have a team of five that can do it all for you. You don't have to wait. 
It is you that gets to decide you have that confidence right now, not that you have to have all this other groundwork laid before you can really stand by it. So I want you to ask yourself if you do nothing else from this episode, do you feel you need to respond to texts? You need to respond to emails. You need to respond to, I'm not going to say even customer service things because you should have a certain level of customer service expectation. I believe in that. But just arbitrary communication that is running rampant in our technological world right now. Do you feel like you have to be super responsive? Every single time a friend or family member texts me back and says, I'm so sorry, I was doing this thing and then this thing and then this thing, which is why I didn't text you back right away. I always tell them, because most of the time it's a very short period of time, like we're talking a couple of hours, like, okay, you didn't text me back after a couple of hours and you think I'm upset? That breaks my heart. <laughs> um, I don't. I just hate that that's the reflex for everybody. But I forget to text people back for days. So I, I guess the expectation is different. But I always say back to those people, please don't apologize. Please do not apologize for not texting me back right away. Because that's an unreasonable expectation. If I have an emergency, I need to take emergency type actions, okay? If I need my husband to reply to me right away, I'm going to call him many times, okay? I'm not going to text him needing to know something instantly. But he he's very good about that. Let's be honest. He's very good about that. And, and maybe this is just because I'm very bad at it that I have different expectations of people. I just want, I want you to think about this how are you contributing to your stress level as it pertains to the expectation of how you respond to people? And if some, if you can take a little thing like an out-of-office email and make it into this dream customer service response that you can offer anyone that reaches out to you so you can over-communicate your ability to show up for them, awesome. That's the other thing to think about. Maybe this isn't a boundary for you. Maybe it's a way to go above and beyond. I'm sending you an out-of-office email because I have received your email and I'm doing something else right now, but I'm going to get back to you before the end of the day. That could be the route that you take. Be confident in what you want it to be and use tools that are available to you so that you're not sitting here thinking about an email that might be sitting there without a response. It's taking up the same amount of brain space as all the other stuff you have to do right now. And I imagine there's something really, really important, if not more than one thing, that you need to focus on that you need to save that brain space for. So I hope that was interesting to you. I love my out-of-office email. And I can tell you right now that my email is no longer scary to log into. I'm not sure I can say the same thing for my assistant. <laughs> I think she's getting everything. Uh, everything that I would be getting because, man, I have fully delivered the memo. It is actually pretty rare for me to get something that needs to be forwarded to my assistant because once you communicate, they go straight to the person that's going to expedite it. Okay, if we want to get a hold of Amy, we're going to hello at amylandino.com. We're not going to mess around in her main inbox. And I love that for me. It may have taken a couple of years to get there, but it is fantastic. And I recommend it for anyone that it would help. So that's what I have to say 
about that today. I would love to hear what you thought of this. Hit me up in the DMs, leave a comment. We have an Instagram account and a Twitter account at Details Podcast, so check it out. Would love to hear from you. And if you know that this episode could help somebody, then send it over. I am really just loving the community that we have here. It brings me so much joy. Um, I want to give a shout out to a couple of uh, wonderful countries because I just thought this would be really fun. I saw this in our in our podcasting dashboard. First of all, all uh, the majority of this audience is in the U.S. Hello, U.S. audience. We are really, really continuing to grow as a podcast and as a community, and it's so fun to see. And we're we're actually one of the top podcasts in the careers category, which is so fun. Um, but Honduras and Turks and Caicos, y'all have our back and we love you for it. <laughs> we, we are top podcasts in those countries. And I was like, shout out to them. I want to give a shout out to Honduras and Turks and Caicos. We love you here at Detail Therapy. But anyway, if you know someone who can help us grow as a show, help us grow as a community, and also is looking to go after the life that they want. We would love to support them, share this podcast with them so that they can come and hang out with the crew. That's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it as always. Remember, subscribe for good vibes, kiss the ones you love, and go after the life you want. I'll see you back here on the next one. Cheers. Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we go ahead and make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and take a screenshot and tag me over on your Instagram stories, Kate underscore Doster, so that way I can give you a shout out for being a bestie of the week. Later days.
Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we go ahead and make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and take a screenshot and tag me over on your Instagram stories, Kate underscore Doster, so that way I can give you a shout out for being a bestie of the week. Later days.